What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Hello and Truth. welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We are glad to be here and glad to have you. Typically at the end, we uh, say like, share, subscribe to help us reach more people for Jesus, but we're going to go ahead and say that now because most of the time at the end, people are gone. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we are asking you, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on uh, iTunes or Spotify or Pandora, Please like, share, subscribe, and help us reach more people for Jesus. Anytime you hit those buttons, the algorithm and YouTube picks it up and some crazy cool things, spider webs, start connecting. So that would tremendously help us out. And if you're gaining value from it, uh, we just ask that you help us reach more people for Jesus. Tell your friends. Yeah, this ain't about us. Yeah. So the, the right. more people that are out there. We've got a, uh, there's a, a cool, just a cool little tidbit of information the girl that's been editing our podcast um, has, because she's editing our podcast, her family has started started asking questions about Jesus. Oh, that's awesome! So I thought it was really cool. Um, so they're they're obviously watching from time to time. They know what she's doing, uh, trying to figure out why and what are, it's about. Are they? What religion are they? I do not know. They're uh, her family's. She's Cambodian. Okay. So I don't I don't know what religion. Maybe Buddhist maybe. or who knows. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I could ask her. Interesting. So I was thinking of an un- uncomfortable intro, and this one came to mind last night as I was telling my daughter a story sitting at the dinner table. In 10th grade English, I'm sitting in class. And you know how, like in our school, our class, our school was small, our classrooms were small. We had about, you know, no more than 20 people in a class. It's usually about 15 to 18. So you sit in rows and desk, you know, four or five, four or five rows of four or five desks, just in a straight row. And so the girl to my left, her name was Lauren, or is Lauren, and the guy behind her, his name is Chris. So we'd, we'd cut up in class, goof around. One day I'm sitting in class. Minding my own business, and I, I doubt that. That day I was. <laughs> I'm the innocent party here, and I had heard Chris in the back. He was in. He was in the on the back row. I'd heard him messing with this pen, like a click pen. I hear this click, 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 and then I can hear him, you know, fiddling with it, and then click, click. Next thing I know, Lauren says, "Hey, Shane." And I look to my left, and she's got this pen. Like pointed at me with her finger on the clicker. Like, what the heck is going on? And she hits the clicker, and the pin part of it shoots out mm-hmm. and like hits. Bullet. Yes, hits me in the eyeball. Oh my! Uh. In the middle of class, I try to make it through the rest of class. I, my eye cannot stop watering. It wow. is pouring water. My it hurts really bad. So I went to the nurse. Went home that day from a dad gum. Uh, pin uh, hit pin me in the eyeball. Yeah, I, re- I can I vividly bet. remember making. <laughs> okay, yeah, the, the the pins into Making a gun. Them shoot them out into yeah. a gun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, apparently Chris knew how to do this because he's the one who gave it to Lauren to do it. She felt terrible. I had to go to the doctor. 
and arrived back at school the next day with an eye patch, like a dadgum pirate that I had to wear. <laughs> I bet she at felt horrible for a week. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Did the teacher get involved and say, "Hey"? I don't think I mean, so. Like, I, I didn't know. I, if I like, didn't want to get them in trouble. Yeah, because they were my buddies. Wow! But Did Lauren cry? She didn't cry, but she felt really bad. Every day, especially when I showed up. With so. Every time I saw her to this day, I'd be like, "Yep, you remember that time?" I can still, I still got a spot in my. Yeah, every every time, every time you see her, you're like, <laughs> "Now this is not the." F- my mom after after we went to the doctor, my mom said, "Shane, you don't have to go to school if you don't want to." I was like, that was not my mom. I was like, "Ah, no, I'll go to school." This is the second time in my life I've worn eye patch to school for a week. How how old were you this time? That was in tenth grade. Okay. Yeah. The first time I was in third grade, so it wasn't. It was kind of cool then. Be honest. Were you the Were you the kid that would like uh, fake the broken arm and wear the sling to school so everybody said, "What's wrong? What's wrong, man?" No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't that kid. I was the kid who had the sling. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've always been unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> always getting injured. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're gonna funny. get started here. Obi, we open to something prayer. I will. Father, just thank you for bringing us here safely. Uh, We thank you for the platform that you've given us here to spread your name and to honor you. Uh, Lord, we just are so thankful and grateful uh, for that opportunity. Lord, we pray that someone that that, uh, that needs to hear about you would, would hear this podcast today and that it would resonate and and just make them ask some questions. Um, Lord, we just want to plant that seed in one person and and uh, pray that it, it takes a ripple effect somewhere. And Lord, we thank you for loving us, for dying on the cross for our sins. And um, we're just so thankful for everything you've given us, for our families, our health, um, the way you love us, the grace that you just bestow upon us. We're just so grateful. We love you, and I uh, just ask that this morning we would uh, honor you, and we ask this in your name. Amen. 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 All right, Sean's up today. What All you right. got for us, Sean? So today, uh, I, you know, and this is something that just kind of was heavy on my heart this morning, and it was uh, God's provision. And um, so whenever you think about the definition of God's provision, what does that mean to you? And, uh, you know, and, and I actually, in my mind, you know, I, I thought, my first thought was God's sovereignty, you know, is kind of is kind of what I thought. But then, whenever you think about provision, um, and you look it up, uh, you know, if you're thinking about like God's provision for your life today, uh, what does that mean? And um, whenever you start kind of diving in, uh, it talks about um, how God will sufficiently sustain you for all that you will experience today, um, and that God is fully aware of everything you're going to go through. He will provide you your. He will pr- provide for you your needs uh, at exactly the right moment, not a moment too early, not a moment too too uh, soon. I'm sorry, not too soon, too soon or too late. And uh, basically, you have nothing to worry about. And uh, you know, I never really, you know, when you when you just uh, look into the provision of God, it's really just. Uh, it's all, it's about your faith more than anything, and uh, and how st- how strong is your faith? And uh, there's a couple Bible verses here uh, that w- uh, we're in line with that. One is Matthew six twenty six, um, and it talks about the birds of the air. Uh, and do they not sow nor reap nor gather into barns? Yet their heavenly Father f- uh, feeds them and provides for them. 
And um, and and then it goes on to say, are, are they not worth um, much more than you? I'm sorry. It says, are you not worth much more than they? And then also in Philippians 4.19, it says, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Jesus Christ. So, you know, I really struggle, uh, and Obi and I were kind of talking about this yesterday, of, uh, you know, a lot of people say God is my co-pilot, you know, I, and I struggle. God God shouldn't be your co-pilot. He should be your pilot, mm-hmm. you know, and he's the one who should be flying that plane, not you. And it's so hard for people like, I feel like all three of us that are very, uh, and Brandon too, who's not here with us today, who's very type A and very, we want to control and fix and repair and, and make everything happen on our own, you know, instead of, uh, instead of understanding that God's provision over our lives. I think in, I think in everyday life, when, when things, when, when the proverbial car of our life starts going wayward, we're generally the one who's going to take the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're we're gonna take the will, and we're we're gonna be the first one to grab that will and attempt to get us back in in, in between the lines, um, you know, so to speak, you know. Yeah, and, and everything that we do, we are the problem solvers yes. in our industries, and so not that we're the best problem solvers. I'm not saying that, but we that's the first thing that our mind goes to when we have an issue in business. We're looking for this for the solution. We're we're working with other people to find the solution. When we have a problem in our marriage, or or when our how many times your wife come to you and tell you uh, what's going on, and and the first thing that you think about is like, well, just do this. Yes. Why don't you just tell Sally to tell John to fix that fence so the cows don't get out? <laughs> this is not an emotional issue. Sure. Sure. You know? and, and they're like, I just wanted to tell you what yeah. was going on. And then, right. and then, do you want me to fix it, or do you just want me? It's a good to question listen. to ask right. up front. Yeah, and our our natural, you know, it's, and then they're going to say it's not that simple, you know, and yeah, and tell you the backstory or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's a, um, it's so difficult uh, for me personally to uh, just to 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 have faith in God's provision over over my life. It's really a difficult thing. I know it's a, it's something that a lot of people struggle with, and um, you know, it's just dropping my daughter off at Texas Tech and understanding that God has her in the palm of his hand mm. is, is a struggle for me. I've it is a, a str- lot about that. It is a struggle. Done that. Yeah. It is an absolute struggle, you know, to believe that God's provision over her life uh, is just and good and, and, and she's going to be good. You know, she, she loves the Lord. She, uh, she has faith that, you know, God has her where she's supposed to be. And she has mm-hmm. told me that multiple times. You know, like, coming from my nineteen-year-old. Hey, Dad. God's it's gonna got be this. all right. You know. And, <laughs> Come here, Dad. Let me give you a hug. Everything's <laughs> gonna be okay. Even though I still freak out, you know, from time to time. But anyway, it's uh, it's it's a real it's a real thing, you know. And um, you know, and I would, uh, I'm just trying to think of. Uh, do y'all have any examples of in your life where, where you just you're not giving it to God. You know, you're not you're not believing in his provision, uh, but instead you like your own your own it's like you're forcing it, you know, yourself and Yeah, I think naturally uh I personally 
I tend to go to my own strength before I go to God. Just, I, I think one thing that's happened is I've conditioned myself to do that. Of when a problem comes up, not stopping and pausing and praying about it and, and running it through the filter of God's provision, but just immediately going to, how do you solve a problem? You know, not, hey, God, what do you want me to do here? Just taking immediate action, how do you, how do you solve a problem? The verse that you gave, Philippians 4.19, uh, in the New Living Translation, translation says, and, and the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given, given to us in Jesus Christ. And we can interpret that a couple different ways, but I think the way that, that we should interpret that is that those glorious riches are a, are a heavenly gift based on what Jesus did for us. And it, it doesn't have a whole lot to do with glorious riches on this earth. And so I think if we run everything through that filter there, then our decisions start to change. Mm-hmm. My decisions start to change, and I start to see things in a different way. Because what's our number one goal? Are, you know, to take other people to heaven with us. And if, if honestly, if we had that view that is so dire of like, does this person know Jesus? I need to tell them about Jesus, mm-hmm. and I need to fit that into whatever I'm doing, number one. That, that's supposed to be our number one goal, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but I feel like most of our, I feel like most our human nature is our number one goal is how can we be, how can we be comfortable and secure mm-hmm. uh, with our finances? And, um, and uh, you know, so like, I've always been like, <clears throat> I want to achieve financial freedom. You know, like I've, I, I, I just want to be financially free to where I can, um, if it, it's not a big deal if I don't go to work today. Yeah. You know, and that's always been kind of my mind. It's, it's, uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I know in my heart that God, you know, for, you know, my goals to spread the gospel, to tell people, you know, and to tell people about the Lord and, but our human nature is like, okay, well, hold on a second. Do I have enough money in the bank? Uh, is my house, is my house paid for? Is this and that? And like, we go to the worldly goals, right? Yeah. I think, I think that it's, um, Shane, Shane mentioned habits earlier, you know, and, and I think that we, we go through this life and, you know, everything we, I feel like for Christian, I feel like for us, you know, we, we grew up in church. We know what God uh, we know what the Bible says and what God says about how we're supposed to live our lives. You know, I mean, you you know that our number one goal is to pull as many people into heaven. With Absolutely, us. we know that. Um, you know, those scriptures that you that you read earlier, Sean. I've heard both of them. Uh, I, I would just venture to say, over the course of my life hundreds of times, both mm-hmm. of those exact verses. Yeah. Um, I know and I preach to anybody that may need encouragement, that may just be lost. You know, I know that Jeremiah 29, 11 says that God knows he has what the plans that he has for them. Mm. I know that God says he knows the plans that he has for me. And, mm-hmm. and I know those words and knowing those words and living those words are two completely separate things. 
And we are in a habit, I am in a habit, of knowing those words and not living them. So I, I have, you know, how, how do I fix that? You know, how do I fix that? What do I need to do to fix that? At the end of the day, like you said, it's a trust issue. Mm-hmm. It's a trust. It's, it's our personalities, our um, controlling, you know, mindsets, the way that we go about everything in our lives. It, it's, it's not, it's, it's every realm, every realm. We want to have some control in that realm. We want to take the will. That's the way God designed us. It's our human nature. It's our habit. Our habit is to take the will in all of those situations. And we have got to recognize that one. I think, I think that's like the most important thing is that we recognize that our habit is not to trust God. Mm-hmm. I know that, that, that sounds bad. but well, well, you're becoming aware or we are becoming aware of what our habits are. Yeah. In order to change them, and however it sounds, I don't think it matters the perception of how that sounds to you, yourself, or to the other people, as long as we are striving in the direction that is towards God. Yeah, sure. I, I was reading a book that that it was it was talking about this same issue, and in the book it said, "Just admit it. Yeah. You don't you don't trust Him." Yeah. Just admit that you don't trust him, you know, and, and, and it, okay. and, and, it and it opens you up. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're like, I, I have, maybe I don't. And, and yeah. then you're, and then you're like, maybe I don't. And then yeah, you're like, man, Hey, I don't, you know, I yeah. don't. And, and if I did, then these distractions and these things wouldn't be consuming my life and I wouldn't be, a, and I, and I would allow God to, the words I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord and they're good and they're plans to prosper and not to harm you and plans for hope and a future. Those words would resonate in a whole new meaning. Mm. If I fully trusted what those words really mean. (laughs) And, and so, you know, honestly, Sean and I have talked about this a lot in the last week and my goal and, and, First and foremost is is recognizing that I, I'm I'm in a spot where I'm not trusting in the Lord, I'm just not I'm not trusting you God and and it's admitting that and it's figuring out ways where I can refine and pull my relationship back into alignment with the Lord so that I'm changing my habits and and I think it starts with spending time with Him mm-hmm. I think I think it starts with a daily interaction with him, just you and him, you know, and, and, and continuing to nourish that relationship because I believe in my heart that when my relationship with my Lord and savior is tight, that those words that I know become true Mm -hmm. and, and that's when they become real in my life. And I'm able to, in those moments of fear or those moments of uncertainty to, to not the co to not say, Lord, I need you to be my co-pilot. To say, Lord, let me get out of your way. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's been fresh. Speaking of co-pilot, I, I have a fear of flying. Do you uh, really? Yeah, I do. John, but John I, Madden, I fly. Okay. I mean, I fly. I'll get on okay. the plane. However, every time I get on the plane, I'm like, 
God, just don't let this plane crash, <laughs> you know. And and it makes me realize because I want to be at the wheel, right? I want to be the pilot. I want to be the guy flying. I think if I was flying the plane, well, we might all crash then. But I watched. Uh, <laughs> this reminds me. I was on uh, the last time I was on a plane a couple weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago, and uh, they were one of the one of the movies that was an option to watch on the plane was Sully. Oh wow! Which is oh, about gosh. the guy who yeah. landed in the yeah. Hudson. I was first I'm of all, su- I was surprised. thinking, yeah. First of all, I was thinking, really? I've watched the movie Flight on a flight. Have oh. you? With you know or Denzel, <laughs> Denzel Washington? The plane turns, turns upside, the plane upside down. down. Yeah. <laughs> and That's I was thinking, crazy. and so that just got my wheels turning, and it, you know, I was curious about that. Um, so there's a few videos that people took on that plane, mm-hmm. like live real videos. And you think about like going down on a plane, like. You put yourself in that situation of, I, I really, I'm pretty sure I'm about to die. Like, and I, I, I think if we could put ourselves in that situation more, it would change a lot of the things that oh, we do. it probably would. No doubt. But yeah, every time I get on a plane, it makes me realize what a control freak I am. Mm. Uh, because, and my unwillingness to, to trust somebody else, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, the God being at the top of that. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm always reminded every time I get on a plane of how I want to be at the wheel. I want to be mm. in control. And, uh, you know, if we um, if we truly uh, um, believe, I'm going blank here, if we truly believe uh, in God's provision, then, you know, that's not going to, it's not going to be the case. You know, you're not going to yeah. feel that way. You're not going to have fear. You're not going to worry. Um, you're not going to feel like you always have to be in control. Uh, it's you just trust in God's plan and will for your life, and trust in Him to to open and close doors. And uh, and my wife and I've been praying about a lot of doors that we need to open and close right now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, just in some different uh, business ventures and stuff in our personal life. And it's uh, you know, it's it's a real thing. You know, yeah. believing in and trusting in God's provision, no doubt. Yeah, it's a real thing, and it's and it's uh. It's hard to admit when you're not doing it. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to recognize when you're not doing it. Um, and sometimes God um, has to break you down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I feel like that, especially you know, for 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 people, um, you know, again, like that have that control mindset. They've got they they just live their lives that way. I I just live my life that way. That's yeah. it's 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 just the way I live my life, and if God is trying to get my attention on that front, it's probably not going to be very subtle. Um, he's probably going to break me down um, because he's not going to get my attention otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it's tough, you know. It's it's really tough because um, I'm telling you, getting getting broken down, um, you know, it's it's just a it's a part of the Christian life um, mm-hmm. where that's that's the way that that God molds us as he he breaks us down and and he and he builds us back up stronger than we were before um, you know and it talks throughout the Bible about welcoming that trial you know and mm-hmm. welcoming that brokenness so that you can persevere you can persevere throughout throughout the rest of your life and so uh, yeah my I, I love the topic, Sean. I love I love the topic of provision. It's it's very fresh in my life right now, and um, 
And I think that it's important for all of our listeners to know that um, it it's part of it's part of the Christian walk. Yeah, um, is is just that 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 whole dynamic of okay, this is what I struggle with, whatever that may be. Um, you know, God trying to get you to sometimes him sometimes knocking you upside the head with with the two by four from Brandon's house, you know, and mm-hmm. and um, once you get knocked upside the head, you know, he's he's breaking you down so that he can build you back up, you know, and so anyway, I, I would I would just leave it at that and say that um, don't just know the words that the Lord puts in the Bible for us to know and trust. Believe them, uh, believe them in your heart and your soul, and then live that in your life. Yeah, I say amen to that. Appreciate you guys being here today, and gals. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Help help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.